There are 7.67 billion people in the world. This includes me, you, and us. Each one of us is unique and has a story of our own. One person is worth more than a million stories in a lifetime. All of these should be told and be heard to inspire and help others learn from them. This is the thought foundation of this podcast. I am Regine, your host, and the writer of almost all of the stories we publish with the exception of those listener stories. This podcast is created for those people who want to listen to a different genre of stories every other week. People who vie for the random than the predictable. People like me who prefer diversity and creativity. This is Weaver Outhales Podcast, where we make your stories and memories timeless. It's been a year since I sat down by the ocean as the sun set, watching surfers hang out and enjoy the waves. This is the scene that inspired the creation of this series. After many hours of procrastination and second-guessing myself as well as the uh, story's flow, we have reached the final episode of Sun Glitters. And now that I'm about to say goodbye to these characters, I'm feeling nostalgic to finally end their journey and continue mine by writing another story. So, here it is. Sun Glitters 5 Sunrise and Sunset Will you marry me? His question made me hold my breath. The applause from our relatives who have gathered around us is deafening. My hands began to tremble. The man I promised myself I would marry is kneeling in front of me. His brown eyes are hopeful. And his smile, his smile has the power to melt a hundred other people's hearts, but at this moment, not my own. I am grateful, truly grateful, and I even consider myself fortunate. How could I possibly say no to this man? How could I possibly break his heart? But I had no choice, because Ken was standing just a few feet behind him. And when I looked up, his eyes locked into mine for a brief moment. Years of unspoken words lay beneath his calm demeanor. Words I yearned to hear. Is it possible that I still have feelings for him? Is it possible that I still love him? And that what I had with Mario after him was just merely a futile attempt to move on. I'm not sure about anything anymore. As a result, my gaze locked on Mario's, and his face shifted from optimistic to wounded. He was able to make sense of what I was about to say. Tears welled up in my eyes, but I had to do it. With conviction, 
I shook my head. I'm sorry, baby. And as much as I dreaded it, I used the lamest excuse I could muster. It's not you. It's me. Gasps of surprise and frustration rang out from everyone in the room. Disappointed by the fact that I had disappointed the people I love, I ran out of the room and let my shaking legs take me to the place where I felt the safest. To the spot where Ken and I were reunited so many years ago. This night, the sea was calm, allowing it to perfectly reflect the silvery moonlight on its surface. It felt like a scene from Breaking Dawn 1, when Bella and Edward made love for the first time. I'm reckless, and Mario didn't deserve it. What he deserved was someone who would be completely invested in everything he has to offer. Unfortunately, that someone is not me. I felt him before I heard him. That's how aware I am of Ken's presence. I didn't look back as he cleared his throat. Soon, he was standing next to me, staring at the moon. That was tough, he said as he broke the silence. I nodded in response. It's true. I don't deserve him. He took a deep breath. How could you be so certain of that? This time, I turned to face him. His features twisted into a regretful expression. That's how I know my pain is pouring out of my soul and reaching out with its icy fingers to touch him. You know what? Don't answer that. He whispered under his breath. He paused to see the little waves crashing against the rocks before speaking. I'm sorry, Gracie. I should have given you an explanation, but I was a coward. I laughed sarcastically. You bet. And you still despise me, he said. I could feel the weight of his eyes on my face. I nodded. I'm not going to give him an easy way out this time. I despise you for being the reason that I couldn't marry the man I love. This time, he was the one who laughed. Why can't you marry him if you love him? Because he deserved to complete me if he was going to marry me. He's a lovely man who deserves to be with the best woman possible. What if it's you? He inquired. But what if I'm not? I retorted, my eyes like daggers aimed at him. He shook his head and held his palms up in defeat. Just so you know, Gracie, that candy thing turned out to be untrue. 
I did not father the child, he stated solemnly. I took a deep breath, taking in what he had just said, or at least what he meant by it. I remained silent. I, I returned for you, but Mario, and you're not brave enough to take me back, I spit. He sighed. There is no other way to put it, Gracie. I was a coward. Yes, you are. I finally heard the words I needed to hear, but there's no solace there. Only more questions. I have a million questions, but I believe they are no longer relevant. I know. And I have a million answers to your questions, but they're all pointless. Whatever we had is now gone. This is the truth, and I curse myself for relieving the agony. The kind of pain that makes you feel cold in the dead of summer. What if it isn't? I mumbled, my lips trembling. Yes, Ken, answer that. What if it isn't? A deep voice from behind us cut us off. We both turned around to see Mario, his suit strewn and his gaze fixed on Ken. So, it was you, he bemoaned. You were the one who changed her, he said, his gaze sweeping over mine. I lowered my head, ashamed. Mario, stop. There's no point. I took a step towards him, but he put up his hand in front of me. I came to a halt in my tracks. Tears streamed down my cheeks at this point. He is unworthy of the pain he is experiencing. The pain I caused him. I've always had this strange feeling that you're involved in some way, but I ignored it. Turns out, I was right all along. I never saw Mario cry. Not even once, and it's painful to see him crumble in front of me like a man who has lost everything. Don't. Ken's hand on my shoulder prevented me from taking Mario into my arms. Don't embarrass him any further than you have already. What he said was the final nail in my coffin. His voice was muffled as he told me to go inside the house while he dealt with his cousin. My feet instinctively followed the command, and how I managed to pass by my family on my route to the room was puzzling. My thoughts were still foggy, and I finally drifted into a restless sleep. Judging Stairs this is exactly what I expected from my family, but I was completely wrong. They weren't even there when I woke up and had my breakfast. Nobody informed me of their whereabouts, which is fine with me. The bread tasted like sandpaper as I bit into it. My mind wandered to Mario and Ken.
I am a homewrecker in the sense that I came in between these two men. They were cousins for Pete's sake. They were inseparable as children until Mario and his family moved to Australia. When they returned, they reunited and that's when I ruined their relationship. Not literally, but in a way, I did. I sighed and checked my phone for messages. There aren't any. I locked the screen and stared at my reflection through it. My eyes were puffy and my hair was in disarray. Yes, I look like shit. I threw aside my phone and just stared at the ceiling thinking about what had happened the day before. If I had said yes, I would have been engaged by now and we would have begun planning the wedding but I'm not because I said no. Sometimes situations will just resolve themselves if you let them. That is the best thing to do right now. I'm going to let go of control and just let it be. But sooner or later, I'd have to face the music. I'd have to talk to Mario and Ken. I expected it to happen after a few days, until a few days turned to weeks, months, and years. I couldn't stop the tears of joy from welling up in my eyes as I watched my little sister walk down the aisle. Her pretty face flushed from the heat of the sun and the adoring gaze of the man waiting for her at the altar. She had waited her entire life for this day, and seeing how happy and fulfilled she was made me feel like all the heartbreaks from years before were all worth it. Mom kissed Angie on the cheek and Dad hugged her warmly before handing her over to Mario. Mario is crying, but I know these are happy tears. Angie's eyes met mine, and she mouthed a silent thank you. And I smiled, because I knew what she was thanking me for. Shall we? I nodded and grinned as I placed my hand on Ken's firm once. As the couple made their way to the altar, we took the seats for the maid of honor and the best man. In love, happy endings are not always guaranteed because there are other factors at play. Loving someone is more than just the thought of loving them. Ego, pride, prejudices, and occasionally a third party. Love is a two-way street with all kinds of vehicles going by. And if you don't look both ways before crossing, you can get run over. Before you can love someone else, you must first learn to love yourself. Besides, a happy ending could also mean you 
end up loving yourself for a change. I hope you loved this mini-series as much as I did. If you haven't had a chance to listen to the first four episodes of Sun Glitters, you may always go back and listen to episode 1, Mario the Boy I Want to Marry, episode 2, Polka Duck Bikini and a Smirk, episode 3, Kisses, and episode 4, The Bridge. All the links are available on the show notes if you want to check them out. Also, I have created a Spotify playlist that includes all songs that would rekindle that nostalgic feeling after listening to all five episodes of Sun Glitters. This is to remind you of the sea, sand, and sun, as well as our characters, Gracie, Mario, Ken, and Angie. Don't forget to check it out as well. The link is on the show note, just like the first four episodes. And now that we have completed this story, I will return to creating standalones until I am inspired to write another series. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Weaver of Tales podcast. It means a great deal to me to know that you, my dear listeners, are spreading like wildfire throughout 29 countries. And in July, I'll turn 30, and all I want is for another country to be added to the list. So don't forget to subscribe on this channel, on Spotify, and other podcasting platforms, whatever you're using to listen to the podcast, and drop a review on iTunes and, of course, on Spotify. You can also check us out on our Facebook page and our, of course, newly created TikTok account. So once again, this is Regine wishing you all a wonderful evening. Until next time. Swear I won't forget this, why do I regret this? In my mind reckless, thoughts are feeling endless Sitting up I'm breathless, anxiety's infectious I feel so defenseless, betrayed and embarrassed I hate being open, I hate being broken I feel like an ocean filled up with emotion Anger ain't a potion, rub it on like lotion I can feel it soaking, reopen, the scars have awoken I can't move on till I let go I feel so lost, never at home Need to be strong, every breath hold Cause I can't move on till I let go I can't move on till I let go I feel so lost, never at home Need to be strong, every breath hold Cause I can't move on till I let go I can't move on till I let go 
I feel so lost, never at home Need to be strong, every breath hold Cause I can't move on till I let go I can't move on till I let go I feel so lost, never at home Need to be strong, every breath hold Cause I can't move on till I let go